Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Greg. This is episode 193 of Young, Black, and Bothered. I'm joined by my co-host. Oh, what's my name? I've been in the house so long, I forgot. Oh, it's Q. Hi, how y'all doing? (laughs) First and foremost, Q, happy Father's Day month, because a lot of people are taking, you know, the day for granted. So happy. And and, and happy Father's Day to you. You know, I wrote a message about this on, on Facebook on monday and um i was you know i was like um <clears throat> you know i appreciate i, I appreciate all of the texts and the uh, facebook messages and all that about fa- about father's day um but father's day should be a day it's, it's father's day is every day because um i get that it's one day that we as dads get to be lavish with praise, but the work of a father goes on every day. Um, you know, I got to make sure my kids are fed every day. Um, you know, make sure that they have a roof over their head, make sure that um, they're receiving the best education. You know, so a father's work never is never done. Just like, just, you know, the same, you know, the same for Mother's Day. A mother's job never ends. A father's job never ends. So that praise that you send on that one day, send it every day. Yeah. At least it's Father's Day every day. Um, but how was your? Well, it's, you, you're not officially a dad yet. <laughs> not yet. But uh, how did you celebrate? Or you know, how did you celebrate Father's Day? And I also, and also, it was a special day. An, a double special day for you too because it was your wife's birthday yes yes it was a crazy weekend you know how june usually is for us so we got like grandma's birthday we got justin's birthday oh yes that is that's to it's today right well, hey, wednesday yeah i need to call her 
I, I got to make sure I call her. I know you are probably. Watching. She's probably watching, but happy birthday, Grandma. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but I've basically been like secluded, but on vacation. So I needed a getaway with the wife before the baby got here. So her and I are currently in Rhode Island right now. And not having the studio setup that I usually have is weird. So I'm just like talking on a regular mic. But been going on walks, been exercising. So when it came to Father's Day, I was like, dang, like, what am I going to do different? So we had like a lobster dinner with this big ass, like, you know, pound and a half lobster. Uh, what else did we do? I went on a like three mile walk. I want to say I went to the beach too. I had a lobster roll, two of them. Make sure you bring one of them back for me, please. <laughs> Just for you. Uh, it, it's so weird, man, because it being my first Father's Day, I didn't appreciate as much as I should when it comes to the day because, you know, I text my father. I called him as well. Uh, called my brother. I called you. But, you know, I know you were doing your seclusion day. Then, you know, Darren called him. I basically called all the fathers in my life that, you know, have impacted me, both friends and family. And then I just, like, reflected on the fact, I'm like, damn, like, you know, I'm going to be a dad. So that was me for the, you know, for the day, just coming to the realization that I am going to be, like, involved in a little one's life in more than just like the uncle, oh. my parent. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a deal, man. Um, and j- just tying it all in because, you know, we just recently had those episodes that were more, I won't say woman positive, but it was just, you know, the women were talking this shit pretty much. And mm-hmm. on Father's Day week. So I was like, you know, I was so conflicted because I wanted the women to get this shit off. But at the same time, I was like, yo, like it's Father's Day. Can we talk about, your fathers, fathers that are important to you and impactful, but they had such a potent like topic with the Breonna Taylor and everything. I was like, dang, like, where can we really get off? So I guess this is going to be the episode. <laughs> you know, we're just talking about so. I guess whenever Chris comes on, you know, she'll be here. But with Father's Day, man, like you being like my best friend, like my brother for years, man. It's like I've seen you transition from just being, you know queue where we go out and party and hang out and drink and stuff like that and when you know Aaliyah came in I was like damn like, he's gonna be a good dad and you've shown it so then you know the twins come I was like yo this motherfucker he's got three kids and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so crazy man I know I'm praising you to like the highest I can possibly do it but I'm like this is what I have to look forward to but I have people who are dads that are in my life that are my friends and I see what they're doing so I'm going to emulate that in the best way possible so I don't know how to best explain it to you Q but like you are you know you don't need to explain it to me trust me I I, I completely understand you know there's a there is a um <clears throat> a special that ran on Sunday um and I know you've probably seen the commercials it was uh, sponsored by dot by dial for, uh, for men yeah uh and um you know Will Smith said something that's written, said something that is like like, wow. So basically, you know, and, and, and you know, this has been on, on some of the commercials advertising it too, because it's still running. Um, think about when you buy a new TV, you buy a new computer or whatever. <clears throat> they send you home with this thousand page manual. Mm-hmm. But then when uh, your child is born, they send you home with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They send they send you home with not there is no manual on being on being a there is no manual of being a dad. There's no manual for, uh, for being a parent. You learn by 
trial and error (laughs) almost Mm -hmm. um it really is like trial and error you know something you may try this one day and it does not it just doesn't go right you got to try something else again or you know your child may do something and it's just huh (laughs) what are you doing what are you doing little one um so one there's no manual on fatherhood um two the 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 best thing that you can do is learn from others and then also draw back on the experiences experiences you had with your father or with or with uh people who were father-like figures for you Absolutely, and just lean on and, and lean on them, they, you know, because like I said, kid ain't a TV, and it's not a manual for him. <laughs> so that's, that's an important topic because I want I wanted to play this clip for you, Q. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. Um, I'm going to play the entire audio clip so you can hear it. Just give me one second. How do you think we can help fathers feel better about? They're fathering. I think there are a couple of cultural roadblocks to fathering. In mm. the black community mm-hmm. specifically, fathering has been somewhat uh, assaulted and there have been historical Absolutely. and systemic hurdles to uh, African-American fatherhood. Yeah. And attempts to dismantle it. Mm, uh, systemically there's a touchy area to talk about and I'm not relinquishing the responsibility let me say first and foremost if you have kids take care of your kids do whatever you have to do as a man to father your children right now with that said there's a necessity that mothers make room for fathers Mothers have the kids. They're yours. <laughs> They're yours. I, it's, it's hard. I can't yeah. get them from you. Yep. You know. You own that. Okay, you, you, you own it. Those are your kids. They yep. came from your body. They're yours. Right. I can't father if you don't make room for me and you don't support me. That's true. And you have to make room for me in my imperfections. You can't say you're going to make room for me if I get perfect. Because I'm not perfect and I'm not going to get perfect. And never will be. That's right. right. And I've had both situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it feels very true for me that motherhood is the doorway to successful fatherhood. That's important. There has to be a partnership. Yeah. The mother has to value fatherhood. Yeah. That... I can't say anything else. There's nothing else to follow up behind that. Everything he said, <clears throat> everything he said, is extremely true. Um, you know, mothers have to let the the men that they have kids with be be a dad, be their father, be a father in the kid's life. Um, you know, there's times where. I strongly, <laughs> you know, I strongly disagree with some of the things that my kid's mother does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to let her be a mother. I have to let her be a mother. 
and vice versa. <clears throat> you know, there's things that she strongly disagrees with what I do. Yeah. Um, but she also has to, you know, she has to allow me to, to be the, to be in my kid's life. Yeah. It's a, it's a two-way street. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Um, you know, parenthood is a partnership. As much as, as much as we <laughs> don't want it to be, it truly is a partnership. Um, and both parties have to be partners in this because we only get one chance to get this right. You know, you know the, the saying is, you know, with the Secret Service, we got to see how we are, is, you know, no fit. We're in a no-fail situation. We have to, like, we have to be on point 100% of the time because if we slip once, the president or whoever whoever they're protecting, something bad can happen. That's how it is with parenting. It's the exact same way with parenting. We get one chance to get this right. Yeah. And one chance to make sure that our children's lives are better than our lives growing up. Yeah. And it ain't and it ain't easy. It ain't easy at all. <laughs> it, far from it. It's the toughest job you will ever have. Mm-hmm. But we only we get one chance. We get one chance. And we you know, it's much as you, you may disagree with the person you had kids with, mm-hmm. um like I say it's a partnership. You gotta work that, work it out. Yeah, and it's it's so crazy, Q, because like the tweet where that video was posted, right? You you know how it usually goes on Twitter, and I know it's happened a few times on our show where the men are trying to not validate themselves, but you know, not even counter a point. It's more so you said what you said. Now give me the room and opportunity to respond to that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, even with our co-hosts on other shows we haven't been afforded that option, right? So mm-hmm. one person in the tweet says, what he's saying regarding moms is true. My husband's parents are different than me, not worse or better, but different. I let him parent the way that works for him. Completely missed the mark when it came to actually watching the clip. And that happens a lot, so often. And this isn't you know, every woman's problem. This isn't every mother's problem, but you've said what you said and you stood on that and that's completely fine. But when a man decides that he wants to say something, it's no, I said what I said and yeah, you can speak your piece, but none of it matters. None of it's factual. So the guy who originally posted the video says, you sound like you watched the full interview, but you didn't actually comprehend it. He said something very similar. This clip is actually him praising Jada for allowing him to parent his way, unlike his ex-wife, who initially didn't, but later came around. Here's the issue with that. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't come around, Q. A lot of mothers and fathers alike don't come around. You might have, like you, I know for a fact, you do your job as a father. Some people don't do that, but that extends to others as well. We have to stop trying to like make it seem as though it's only one gender being the males who just consistently get it wrong because there are a lot who get it wrong, but there are even more who do what the fuck they're supposed to do. 
And it's more than just, you know, the 21st of June for Father's Day. This is a 365-day job, man. Yeah. It is for moms, it's for dads, so. That you don't get paid for. <laughs> In monetary terms. <laughs> In monetary terms, you don't get paid for this. But, you know, I mean, and I, I, and I mean that tongue-in-cheek. But um, you're right, like. You know, so much is be, so much is made on how there's some trash men, some trash fathers. But we can go ahead. We can turn it around, and we and, and I, you know we can you know it's fa- it is fair to say there are some trash women and some tr- trash mothers. Um, and that's you know that's not me bashing them. That's not me any of that. That's just relating a truth. Not everyone. Is built to be a parent. Exactly. Not everyone. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you can say say that for a lot of different areas in life. Not everyone is built to be president. Nope. Just, I mean, look at the look at the embarrassment that's currently occupying sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm-hmm. No way, in, no way in any other lifetime would that albatross of a person of a of a of an it of an orange it would ever have been elected. Yeah. Ever. Ever. <clears throat> that, that ex- but like I said, you know, you know, no one asked to be a no one really asked to be a parent. No one asked to be a parent. No, you know, you don't ask to be a mother. You don't ask to be a father. It happens. You know, a man and a woman get together, they exchange genetic material, a baby is a baby grows and is born. Yeah. Is what you do after the baby is born, or what you do before the is you know when the baby when the baby comes when and you're now tasked with raising this child is what you do to raise the child. No matter the circumstances of how they got here, they're here now. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you a question. So both of us had our you know we had our moms and dads both in our lives, and they loved us unconditionally. But one thing that has always bothered me when it comes to hearing, like, the mothers specifically, like, the fathers don't really have the right to talk bad about the moms. I'm sure that they do. I'm not saying that they don't. The issue is I hear it more often than not. The mother saying what doesn't do, right? Mm-hmm. So my question to you, more so like a statement, but you phrase it in the term of a question, Um I personally like don't like the notion that dads don't parent well, especially the fact that they they come from mothers, right? So we all come from a woman. So Mm -hmm. we've always been taught that our moms aren't perfect, right? So our moms aren't perfect. They make mistakes. So why aren't the fathers afforded that same luxury? Well, you know, um, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, and it, in a way, it comes from the fact that, you know, as a woman, as, you know, women are natural nurturers. You know, they are, you know, they, a, a woman is a nurturer. They carry, you know, they carry the baby inside of them. They carry the baby inside of them for nine months. They're nurturing the child before, you know, they're nurturing their child before, before that child even enters the world. Um, 
And it's like that men, all we do is we impregnate and then we're supposed to be the provider, yeah. right? You know, like basically our role is the provider. The woman's role is the nurturer. That's why in a lot of cases, the woman, you know, children always end up with the mom, like in custody cases and things like that. You know, the, the child almost always ends up with the mom. And it, a lot of it goes into that um, nurturing role because women are basically a natural nurturers. Um, now, is it that we're natural nurturers or we just been put in those situations? Like, were we just accustomed of being nurturers because we were been forced to be maternal in the sense of we're the forced to be at home while the man goes out and hunts or works out like but you see like a shift nowadays like where women are starting not to do that i mean not like they're um they're working more they're not really in the home and guys are starting to um take on that you know, balance. So they're doing things that they didn't always do, like taking the kids to practice or um, helping with homework because mom's working and stuff like that. So I see like a shift in roles in general. No, no, no you're absolutely right. The roles are definitely changing. The traditional roles of parenting are definitely changing. Um, there are, yes, more women in the who are being the provider and the and the, and the, the father the, the male figure is being the is is being the the nurturer. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it is changing. But like I was just speaking traditionally. Traditionally, mm-hmm. it was the woman's job to nurture and take care of the kids. The the, the man's job was go out make this make the money and support and support um, his his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there is a, there is starting to be, it's starting to be a shift where the the father the the, the male holding that role is the, is being more of the stay at home type. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it, it's crazy because you know the one place I usually go to for my information and my misinformation is Twitter and. Depending on the day, I just know if I'm in a bad mood just to not get on there because stuff will piss you off. And I feel like a lot of people just, you know, especially around the Father's Day thing, they were really touchy. So when they posted this video, one person said, and I'm going to quote it and then do the responses, right? The person says, please help me understand how y'all think that mothers don't make room for or allow men to be fathers. It sounds like a bag of bullshit excuses, but I'm willing to listen to them. Dot, 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 dot. So one person says, just as a retort to her, you're being very hostile and combative. You aren't making room for the opinions that you are suggesting that you'd invite. You'd ask for help in understanding and then turn around and say that it's a bag of bullshit. I'm a father myself. I know exactly what I'm talking about. So do you feel as though like a lot of, I don't say women, but a lot of people in general don't give the other parent credit? for the things that they do for their children? I mean, you can see, you can see it happening. 
I've seen it. I've I've even experienced it at times. Um, but like I say, it goes back to that to that partnership piece that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens, and a, and a, and a lot of it isn't you know it's definitely not the child's fault. It could be how the parents feel about how one parent feels about the other parent. Um, you know, there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of um, like hurt or trauma in their relationship towards each other. Um, one side can take that out on the other side. Um, which in turn it it gets back to the it gets back to child. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, kids know when their parents are upset. Yeah. They can feel it, and that in that, that energy transfers to them, it which does. breeds which breeds more resentment. Mm. It, it 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 more resentment both in the parent, and then it starts to make the child feel resentful to to their to their to their parents. So we really need to, I struggle with it. Um, You know, I try not to say things or talk about um, my kids while they're around them, but they still feel, they they can feel that energy. They can feel that energy. So we really need to be mindful of how we, um, treat the other parent because our kids know they can feel it and they 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 can understand it as well as us so i'm I'm gonna close this part of that we'll make that like a special little episode between like our normal so q with father's day coming on for 2020 and you have the next 365 days until the next one what are two things that you want to improve in the next year as a father? Uh, Say that one more time. (laughs) So in the next 365 days, you as a dad, what do you personally want to change or improve on until the next Father's Day? What's your personal goal of something that you want to improve on as a father? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I, I would say, um, especially now that my kids are getting older, um, you know, this time next year, my oldest daughter will be 10. Um, for me, I want to improve communication. Um, and stop thinking of them as children that don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially my oldest. Especially my oldest. <laughs> you know, you want them to stay babies forever. <laughs> but you know, as parents, we need to realize our children, kids grow up. They grow up fast. Um, <clears throat> so I want to deepen my. I want to deepen my relationship with, especially my oldest daughter, and really like, really start explaining the world to her mm-hmm. so that she can start developing an understanding it understanding of it on her for herself um, so I would say yeah communication just improving how I communicate 
um, with my with my kids is the one thing that I the one thing that I'm going to be working on over these next 360 365 days. Yeah. And for me, it's it's a lot of the same. Me being a first time parent, um, my goal for the next year is to listen to their mother, my spouse, just because even though like the baby can't talk, I'm sure her as the parent, she can do a lot of the talking for me. She's carried that baby for the, you know, the last eight to nine months. And she knows things that obviously I wouldn't. So she knows how that baby is going to react because she's a woman herself. So, you know, having a daughter, there are things that I won't know. There's things that are new to me that I'm going to want to learn. So the only way to learn for me, at least in 2020, from what I've learned is to just listen. Um, the best part for me that I've learned is in order to communicate is to basically listen to the things that other people say. So hopefully the next 365 days, I talk less, listen more, and I'm sure I'll learn a lot about the first year as a parent. So that's basically my goal. So in closing. That first year is a whirlwind. Oh, that's really good. I'm excited for you. <laughs> that first, the first year is a whirlwind because you are, you're diving into the deep end with no life, with no life jacket. <laughs> I, I'm just blessed, man. I have like you guys, I have family and friends that, you know, are there. They're the community that I need. And, you know, UQ, I mean, for the past, like, 10, 11 years, like, you've been there. So I've seen you grow, and I keep saying this, like, I've seen you grow as a man, but more importantly, as a father. So you, for a long time, with the only, even before my mother knew, like, you knew that the baby was coming. Don't tell her that, but <laughs> it's just the truth. So Yeah, I, 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 I vividly remember the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're gonna you're <clears throat> you're gonna be fine. You have great you have great examples of fatherhood around you. Um, lean on them. Absolutely. You know you yeah, you, you know you. I'm already uh, adjusting my sleep patterns. Thank you, COVID nineteen, for that. Uh, <laughs> so I can be up <laughs> when I get that three a.m. phone call. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Crying. Stop. Won't stop crying. <laughs> I've done everything. What else? What else can I do? Yeah. No. Um, no. You're gonna. You're gonna be fine. Um, cherish every moment. You only. You only. You get to be a first time dad one time. <laughs> um, and um, you know that they grow up quickly, very, very quickly. So like, all of them, all of those special moments capture them. Um, that's one thing I. I would say there's one thing I did, you know, if I have any regrets about fatherhood is that I didn't capture enough of those moments. Yeah. Well, now you as an uncle, you know, you, you get to experience it with me for the first time. So it's like doing it all over again. So it, it's going to be a wild ride, man. But what we'll do is, you know, we'll follow up, you know, after everything is said and done when the baby's finally here so we can have that first episode like, bro. You didn't prepare me for this. She shit everywhere. So, you know, we'll, we'll come back with that in about like a month and a half once the baby gets here. Uh-huh. Hey, you ain't tell me they are poopy diapers that leak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we're going to close that episode out. 